Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 388 now of the Ron and Don Show. And of course, we are broadcasting live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Ron has a white shirt on right now that just says Ron, so if you need him, he'll come running. So uh, stop by Les Schwab. Got a freezer full of steaks in the back. Yeah, spring tire sales going on, so stop by Les Schwab uh, tire sale today and they'll help you out hey coming up some pretty bad news uh concerning bruce willis uh i want to talk about that a little bit and i also want to talk about teen mental health and a conversation that i had with my tweener just the other day because the cdc has come out and warned that teen mental health right now is in a steep decline and we better pay attention to this not only as parents but as a society in general uh, and this really goes back to a lot of kids that were left behind during the pandemic and still are being left behind. Some of them left school and never came back. So we're talking about team mental health. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, we're hanging out with Charlie the dog today. Uh, Charlie is interesting. He's a three-year-old doodle. He's my son's dog. We got him uh, just over three and a half years ago. Uh, Santa dropped him on Christmas Eve. My understanding is in talking to Santa that Charlie was the last dog in the litter. Not a lot of folks wanted Charlie because his two front paws stick out. Have you ever noticed his paws? No. They stick out like this. So nobody wanted him. We wanted him. And now I have to say, you guys, uh, I don't think I'm overstating this. And I know there's billions of dogs in the world. This is probably the greatest dog ever. It, it just is. He's the greatest dog ever. Uh, he's so nice and kind to everyone. We go to the dog park. He's not really interested in other dogs. He's interested in going up to other humans, loves humans. Uh, he has been a great comfort to my son through COVID and to myself. Uh, I take him out on all the job sites. I take him out when I'm doing realtor runs and we're rehabbing a house or working with a client. Uh, everybody has met Charlie the dog and it freaks me out right now that he's three and a half years old. Cause I know dogs don't live forever. Uh, but I still, I, I, I feel so fortunate that we have him in our lives and, and Gunnar and I do too. It, 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 in the morning when we get up, I'll share something with you. We, we have something when my son comes down, we, uh, we don't, we don't watch any screens. Uh, we have family time in the morning. I'll make breakfast. We have a we light a family candle. We have a family hug. And Gunnar and I would hug. And then Charlie just started jumping in on the hug. Anytime, like if Ron and I started hugging right now, he would just jump in. So nice. so so we do something similar at night when we say our prayers. Charlie jumps in. And uh even when we hold hands, we'll hold his paw and he'll just sit there and pray with us, which is incredible. I've always wondered though, I've always wondered. Because I talk to Charlie a lot in the car, and I don't beep, boop, boop. Like, I just, I, I talk to him like I'm talking to you right now. And I wonder, I often wonder if he understands what I'm saying. Because I will say this my son will want Charlie to do something. 
I'll want him to do the exact same thing. But a lot of times we're sloppy about it and we'll, we'll end up giving him different commands. And yet he, he, this doodle over here kind of figures it out. So are you familiar with bunny, the dog, buddy, the dog, bunny, bunny, the dog, bunny, the dog. Why would you call a dog bunny? I want you to look up on Instagram when you have a second bunny, the dog. So bunny, the dog is a worldwide sensation for this reason. The woman that owns bunny, and I think he might be a doodle as well. The woman that owns Bunny, uh, her career, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering this right, she worked it with, um, with kids that had language problems. And so one of the, the things that they do for kids that are, are verbally challenged is they have these little um, buttons that you can push. And so when a child is struggling with a word, they can touch this button and the button says the word for them. And so this this woman, and what's the word? Is it vo- the vocation? Uh, uh, a linguist? Not a linguist. You, you know what I'm talking about. They Lingui- were, uh, linguini. Some uh, of linguini. linguini yeah. um, so she said, I wonder what would happen if I did this with my new dog, Bunny. So she went out and she bought these bigger buttons. They're a color. They look kind of like that easy button that they used to sell at the, at the office store. Yep. And so she has a bunch of these buttons, but she started off with one button. And so she, she loaded it with the word outside and she put the button by the door. And then when bunny was a puppy and he went over and he wanted to go outside, he had to push the button and the, the, it would say outside. And then she would open the door and he'd go outside. So she started training him on this button and then she would add more buttons and the next one was like treat. And so, or it would be play. Like if you wanted, he had a ball he liked to play with. So she would have outside play and ball. What about sex? No, there's no sex button. What, Bunny's not allowed to have sex? No, I, I don't know. If it, don't, they, don't. I, I have to say, none of, none of these buttons are intriguing or inter- so interesting to me by. right now. Okay. So now I want you to go watch this. What about can. lap dance? Could Bunny hit that? I would like, wow, a, I would you, like a lap dance. You just went uh, R-rated right out of the gate. It's okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to live the segment up. So now, we flash forward a couple of years. Bunny now has like 70 different words. And Does he have 70 buttons? 70 buttons on the floor. It's in this big array of buttons. Wow. And so they they talk about in, in the videos where he appears to be saying something are totally viral. So there's one where she's she's got a camera trained on this array of buttons like all the time and it's recording. And so Bunny walks over to the buttons and he says, Mom. So he has a button that says mom. So she goes, What, Bunny? And he's like, uh, Bunny. Ouch. And she goes, what happened? And he goes, bunny, ouch. And so, and I think it's, he went bunny, ouch, paw. She goes over, she picks up his paw. He had stepped on a thorn, had a thorn in his paw, and she pulls the thorn out. And like, she would post this video. It appears as if bunny is having a full concept. Well, cause, and, and, and we'll just mix the story in here now. This and I don't, do they call it aphasia? Am I saying that right? With Bruce, Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with, he's 67, uh, the great actor, and they noticed him on set. And I've noticed him in movies. Uh, and in fact, when they roasted him, he was having a really hard time speaking and talking. And it's because cognitively, and I may be saying this wrong, you guys, he, he's been diagnosed with aphasia, which means that cognitively, your brain can't find the words. And so you, you, as you get older, 
you often end up speaking and communicating big ideas with one word in the same way that 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 this dog is, which is which is incredible. So what me. they're trying to figure out, and this is what I want to ask you, is is this dog actually communicating? No. Is, is this dog actually have a vocabulary? Yes. Because he is able to hit these buttons. So they're they're doing I'm scientific studies. I want it to be yes, but I think it's no. Am I right? So they're well, they don't know yet. So they're like, we have to. Rep- then why are we doing this story if you don't so know? What I want to ask you. So it's like we have to replicate this without the mother's. Without the the dog owners, the woman. Without the buttons? No, with the buttons, but it needs to be like a, a person. If if a dog really understands these buttons, then it they would understand them whether or not it's just their owner. So uh, they're trying to do tests with Bunny, and they have other people that are doing this now, and they're trying to figure out what, in fact, is going on. Do you think that, Charlie, what do you think his vocabulary is? How many words... Do you feel like he actually understands and will do the thing that you're asking him to do? If you said to him, K-E-N-N-E-L right now, he would get up from here and you could say it in any tone because I've tried it. You could be outside and we worked on this a long time. Uh, And I don't know if you ever seen him do it before. He would get up though 100% of the time and he would walk to my son's room and he would, he would get in his bed in there. Like he knows that. Uh, and then, and then he knows good. He knows a lot of commands. There's were yeah, because I, I when you study these breeds, and I looked at 150, including mixed crossbreeds, and and this breed is supposedly the fourth smartest. Uh, they are. Uh, and, and, so, do you think that he would have the capacity in his brain if he had language to talk back to you to tell you like in the morning? Would he say it's good? He doesn't. That was a great hug. Yeah. Would he want to let you know? That it, hey, it's good to see you this morning. You know what? Be honest. Charlie has seen me in the shower naked during COVID. Uh, when I was on a carb run, a little too much ice cream every night. Uh, it's a blessing he doesn't have those buttons. We will see you on the other side of this. <laughs> Hey, you guys, so what is your story? That's what Ron and I have done on the radio for decades and here on the podcast is we tell people's stories. And you know what? Chances are, if you've lived here in the great specific Northwest, as my son likes to call it, you probably have a Les Schwab story where you've stopped by, maybe you bought some tires from the other guys, they fix it anyways, and they send you on your way. Or, or when you go to the other guys, not only do they charge you, they're like, yeah, we can't fix your one tire. You need 12 tires. And you're like, but I only have four tires on this rig. They upsell and upsell and upsell. You don't have to worry about that at Les Schwab. Hey, and here's something cool. They're celebrating the fact that they've been around now for 70 years. And Ron, everyone could go out and win a $700 gift certificate. How do you do that? Yeah, you go to LesSchwab.com, tell your Les Schwab story, and enter to win. And that's just a great way to get 700 bucks. While you're online, schedule a free pre-trip safety check uh, we're in the dead of winter we're going to go into spring you should just get stuff checked out it's a safety visual inspection it includes your tires wheels alignment brakes shocks and struts all absolutely free of charge schedule your uh, safety check at leschwab.com or you can stop by your local leschwab store and just tell them ron and don sent you leschwab tires where they've been doing the right thing since 1952 
I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50,000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're gonna wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the, to the Ron and Don Show. I said we talked about Bruce Willis, and we did, and our best to him at 67. Uh, and he has a lot of support and love in his life. But can you imagine having something like aphasia? And again, I don't know if I'm saying that right. And cognitively, you shut down, you can't speak. Uh, that's what happened to my little sister who had ALS. And she spoke with buttons and then finally got down to one button. And it is so heartbreaking to watch somebody uh, locked inside their bodies and their brains like that. So anyway, our, our, our best to him, our, our very best to him. Uh, I want to ask you something extraordinary happened the other day. Ron and I were doing a sit down and we'll just say we we're talking to uh, our client, Mary, and it, her name's not Mary. We'll just say we we're talking to Mary and we're kind of in the, in the middle of having a conversation. And then, and then all of a sudden there was a moment where I, and I have not always been self-aware in knowing when to shut up. And there was something in my mind that said, shh, Sit down, shut up. Ron is having a moment with Mary. And in this moment, and it took a little while to get there, but you were kind of like part Dr. Oz, oh, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz. And, and Dr. J. You do not want any Dr. Oz. <laughs> Guys a quack. What about Dr. J? I'll take Dr. J over Dr. Oz any day. Yeah. So anyway, we're doing this sit down. And one of my favorite parts of the sit down is, is, is people don't do small talk with us. They do big talk. And I like big talk. I like getting right to the big talk. And because if they listen to us for years on, on Kyle radio, or terrestrial radio, they feel like they know us. 
And so it's always a, just a major compliment when people say, you know what? I trust you. I feel like I can tell you something. Uh, and then sometimes you have to go out there and you just got to, as, as my therapist would say, you got to pick away at the wound a little bit and then let it bleed so you can bleed out. Oh, disgusting. But now I get it. And I know it's true. Uh, especially if you're just wearing bandages around the whole time. You you started picking away at something, and I don't know what, what mixed metaphor here you want to use. Uh, and you went down a pretty beautiful road with Mary, and you got her to share some things about giving herself permission about her partner passing on and now just getting on with the rest of your life and something really freeing happened there for her. So what, what were you doing there? Uh, Jedi master? I mean, it's, it's not the way you described it made it sound like in a way that it was almost like a planned manipulation of someone which it wasn't. I've been reading a, a lot lately about sort of the life cycle of grief uh, for some private reasons that I, I won't go into right now, but so there are some people that never get over a big event and they're actually thinking about putting this in the uh the dsm as a psychological uh designation so that you can get health benefits for it um because right now it's not meaning that if you are one of these people that that just cannot get over grief that you're on your own and it's sort of been celebrated we've always heard those people of like oh you know to use uh, we'll use the name mary again mary's husband died and and she wore that wedding ring for 25 years and never did it again. And it's almost glorified that this person grieves so much and they hung on. And so I've been reading about this and, and psychologists are lobbying a big camp is saying, this is, that is not normal to spend the rest of your life in a state of grief. And they would like to have the DSM say that this is a mental disorder and that this person deserves to get care because there is a normal rhythm and a range of time that goes by for you to grieve. There's an appropriate range of grief in a sense. And I'm not the one to tell you how long that is, but it's not the rest of your life. All right. It, it, it's a time from one minute to not the rest of your life. Yep. And it's in, it's in between. And so sometimes we meet people where it appears like they are stuck and not necessarily in grief per se, but sometimes it is grief. It's a mixture of grief or guilt or uh, a, a blend of things to where they have not. And then many times you don't realize you're there. You, you haven't allowed yourself to move out of this space for a, a variety of reasons. And, it seemed like my intuition was telling me that this might be the case. And so many times I've found is if you sort of think about it from the point of view of the other person, what they would say. So uh, if you are grieving someone and, and Mary has a husband who died, so let's call the husband, you know, uh, George. It's like if George was sitting here right now, knowing everything that has happened, and he was able to communicate with you, what would he say? Like, what would he want for you? Knowing that he's not coming back alive, he's not going to be able to physically manifest again. But if we could, if he could communicate uh, and knowing him as good as you do, what would he want for you? And almost everyone says 
my loved one would want me to live my life. My loved one would want me to go have fun. My loved one would want me to not waste any more time or energy on this. My loved one would want me to have a, an adventure. They would want me to go see the world. Whatever that thing is that their loved one was about, that's what they would want. And I believe that's true with all my heart. Like I, it, I think about it with me. If, if you know, one of us is going to die first, neither one of us would want the other one. We want to be sad, and it would be it's going to be heartbreaking. And there's going to be a time there, but neither one of us would want that to stay in perpetuity. Yeah. We would want, I would want you to go, man, that sucks. I was friends with this guy for decades and you have your moment where you cry and all that. And then I would want you to go live your life. I would want you to think of me when not at a gravesite somewhere, but when you're out and you're like, Oh man, I heard a great guitar solo. You know, would have loved that. Ron would have loved that. Or wow, this was a fantastic meal. This is something that Ron would have loved. Like, I would want you to be out in the world, living your life. So in this, this Zoom call, um, that a theme, a version of that theme came up. And, and it seemed like I really connected uh, with her. And it seemed like it was a moment of relief for her to have someone on the outside looking in just go, he, he would want you to do the thing that you just said you dreamed of that's, doing. That's really good, Ron. Uh Finish it up if you would about because it really spoke to me when you we when you talk to when we talk to ourselves about giving ourselves permission like like you talk a lot about giving permission uh, that 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 always resonates. When, when I mean, it's a simple concept. It's just like whatever the thing is that you don't allow yourself to do, like question that. Even like you just said, oh, I was eating a lot of ice cream. You know what? Sometimes give yourself permission to eat ice cream. Yeah. It's like if you had a really long day and you had a lot of stress in your life and years ago, maybe you would have reached for a different substance and you're like, you know what? I really want an ice cream tonight. You have permission to have some ice cream. Like you just do. And like, you don't need to check with anybody. You don't need to feel guilty about it. You don't need to run an extra mile in the morning. You have permission to do that or to take a day off, or to go on vacation, uh, whatever it is. I, I was just reading someone's Facebook post today. It's like, I haven't been on vacation in five years. That person needs to learn how to give themselves permission to go on vacation. Their world is not going to collapse if once or twice a year they give themselves permission to go on vacation. And if their world does collapse, then they've constructed it in, in, a, in a maybe an imbalanced way. All right, you guys, a lot of people are switching to Mitch. That's right, Mitch.loans. You know what you find out, though? It's kind of interesting, and this happens to a lot of us. You haven't had your credit pulled in an awful long time. You pull the credit, and you find out, hey, there's some things on here that don't belong on here. Hey, before you refinance or before you go after that loan, it's really important to get underwritten first. And then that way, if you get in a competitive real estate deal, You've already dealt with the fact that, you know what? That charge from American Express wasn't your charge. You've already dealt with your credit report. That's why, Mitch, it is so important to get underwritten, right? It gives you a lot of leverage when you get into the real estate deal. It sure is, yeah. And that credit thing is huge because we have people all the time who come and we pull their credit and there's something that they just have no idea about, right? And we have a credit specialist on our team. I've seen most things but this credit specialist will go in and fix it for you. And it's huge 
when it comes to buying later down the road. All right, he's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ronadon Nation. You get half a percent off of your mortgage fees when you say, hey, I'm with Ron and Don, and you buy that new house. Go to Mitch.loans right now for more info. That's Mitch.loans, NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron Don Show. Before we get out of here, I, and I want to be really careful how, how I say this and, and frame this, the CDC has come out and said we really need to keep an eye on our tweenagers and our teenagers when it comes to mental health. Uh, someone stopped going to school and never went back. Um, the dropout rate in certain communities is exploded. And a lot of times for kids, when they went to school, that's where they got structure. That's where they got love. That's where they got friendship. Uh, that's where they got food. And sometimes we just, you know, I live here in my ivory tower in Queen Anne Mountain. Some, you know, the elementary school that my son went to, I moved here because on a scale of one to 10, it's a nine or a 10, right? It's, I think it's ranked either the first or second elementary school in, in the city. So that's why I came because I could. Um, and a lot of people can't. When it, when it, I, I read this story the other day and I share a little bit on the podcast about our young man that's my son's age that hung himself from a bunk bed. Um, and there's been some real tragedies involving kids. And in fact, if you drive around, I've shared this before, you'll see signs where it says, don't give up and don't give up hope. And a lot of times when you see those around school, it's because there's a child at that school that has committed suicide. So you, so you see those notes appear in the neighborhood. We see those signs all the time when we're, uh, he's a middle schooler now when we're driving to middle school, we'll see, we'll, we'll see those signs. Here's what I want to say, because when I was younger, I worked in a church. Ron and I volunteered a lot of time with big brothers, big sisters, YDDC centers, or our youth and diagnostic, diagnostic development center. We worked with a lot of kids, thousands of kids, actually. Uh, he ran a camp. I ran a camp. I ran a water camp. He ran a mountain repelling camp. And, and what I learned through that, a lot of times when tragedy happens, uh, and I, I have dated two women in the past that have now... Uh, committed suicide, right? So, and I can tell you when, when I look at them in their lives that I could say that I never saw it coming. With one I did, the other, I just, I never saw it coming. And that's a lot of times what parents say when they're bearing a child is, I never saw it coming. And a lot of times when we never see things coming, it's because we don't have the courage to have the conversation because the conversation is awkward. Or we're going to be mad as hell at teachers and administrators for having conversations with our kids that we think that we should have. And let's be honest, then we don't end up having those because we don't think they're old enough to have the conversation. Then when we have the courage to have the conversation, we find out typically they know all about it and they know a lot more than we do, uh, especially with their access to information today that we didn't have growing up. So... I just want to encourage everybody out there that has a tweener or a teenager specifically, and I think some of this stuff, sure, it's going to be too young for elementary kids, but really having the conversation about mental health. When you see one of those signs, having a conversation about the sign, you see something in the news, having that conversation with your child, because I guarantee in working with children that they're having those conversations already with other kids. Uh, I was driving my son's school the other day and I saw sixth graders vaping. I'd never talked to him about smoking or doing drugs or vaping. 
So that opened a conversation for us to start to have about that. He had a lot of strong feelings and insights about that that I didn't know he had because I just thought he was a little cute kid that was still in elementary school, and he's not. So I just want to encourage you, if you, and even if you don't know how to have the conversation, that's okay, but there's enough books out there and materials and sources uh, and YouTube channels and things we can read to kind of educate ourselves. I know these are very hard conversations to have, but you never want to be in a position where you say, I didn't see it coming. You want to be in a position where you can say, I've had that conversation. Um, and have that conversation, right? Have that conversation. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode, uh, 388. Uh, Sorry to get a little emotional, but um, Ron started it. You did. You started. <laughs> you start, Ron started it. He, he he started it with giving yourself permission. Thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. The spring tire sales going on. Thanks to Mitch Loans. If you need a loan, reach out to Mitch. Appreciate everyone in the Ron Donation. Do that if you need us. Is your broadcasters, your realtors, or just your friends? Uh, you can go to RonandonSitdown.com today. And also, if you want to get signed up for the nation news, uh, that piece I shared about uh, in the last episode about six things I learned from one of my mentors, it's in the nation news. Uh, Ron, are you working on anything for the nation news right now? I am, but I don't remember what it is. It's on, <laughs> it's on a post-it note. That's that on means my he's not. <laughs> no, I have like three post-it notes and I, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out at the end of the episode right now. Okay, you go. Hey, I'm thinking uh, about ice cream. All right, there you go. Anyway, guys, give yourselves some permission to have some ice cream tonight. I'm going to have some uh, daiquiri ice. I don't know about you. Keep your head up, your shoulders back till we see you for episode 389. It'll be here before you know it. Oh, On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.